hearing creaks coming from your closet, rustling outside your window. window. Did you hear guttural woots or wood knocks deep in the woods during your last camping trip? Ever seen strange lights in the sky? Ever feel like someone or something is in the room with you? Rest assured, you are not alone. We are not alone. Take a dive into the strange, unusual, and hauntingly true. You've stumbled upon the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Join your host, Chris G., as he explores the paranormal, cryptid sightings, supernatural events, along with a little true crime from the past and present. Hey guys, welcome back to the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Thanks for tuning back in. I appreciate it. Welcome back. This week, we have our favorite guest again, Tim Berger in the house. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Is this thing on? Is this, this thing on? This thing is on, my friend. Well, absolutely. Let's go. All right. So, what did you happen to bring for us here to drink today, sir? Okay, so it looks like uh, today, uh, on my way uh, back from the uh, cryptozoology liquor store, I happened to pick up these Modelo beers. Okay. So uh, we'll have a little quick sip here and uh, kind of see you. Well, the tear, tears. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Hopefully, be, no, there'd be no tears, but uh, cheers to the Line Begins to Blur podcast on cheers, their uh, sixth, seventh episode here. Uh, I believe so, this might be the eighth. Oh, yeah. Oh, eighth. Yeah, I think so. What? Yeah, we're getting somewhere. Been, uh, missing, a, been missing out on the action here. I think so, man. What the heck? Well, you know, I've been kind of hiding under the radar. So. Yeah, the Apple, all the Apple views are coming in, man. You know, all the uh, fan letters, we got to swim through those real quick. Yeah, man, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for all the feedback and uh, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Your support means everything. So again, please feel free to, you know, like shout out and uh, send us some like uh, anything you want us to cover, any suggestions or you just share your personal stories. You can hit online or you can send me an email um, and I'll tell you about that a little later. But for now. Cheers, my friend. Thanks for the beer. Salud. Salud, salud. my friend. Yes. Pretty good. When they're ice cold, amazing. Yeah, uh, that's kind of one of the um, laws on beer. It's just really, unless, you know, you're drinking a warm pint of Guinness. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. always it's one the of those. Course. It's like I think it's like a a, a law that it has to be cold. Because yeah, once yeah. it starts getting, it's like that hot summer day. You're at that picnic, and it's you know your hands been on it, the sun's been out, and it's like eh. same same could be said for the IPAs, man. IPAs when oh, they're cold, they're good. Uh, when they especially those double or triple IPAs, man, when they get warm, fuck skunky, man. <laughs> yeah. So I do have to ask you, uh, in the world of cryptozoology that you do, have you had any strange encounters this week? This week? Um, Thinking back here, it was a hell of a week. The only craziness was... Actually, yes. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, Christine and I were here chilling. We're in the front room. And occasionally, the way our apartment is set up, you know, we have we have a cat and we have her box and, and like a little section in the corner um, 
and it's you know tucked away from everybody nobody can really see it or whatever okay and there'll be many nights where i'm here working i'm editing the podcast or working online or whatever and christine will kind of look over and be like did you hear that and i'm like hear what mm. and uh, she's consistently been hearing some noise coming from the box area right and i'm like oh babe that must be the cat like nope the cat will oh be my. in between us or in the bed or something in the other room so apparently someone is coming around and creeping around in the trying to collect them almond rocas out of that cat box or something man because uh, she's a I, I i have yet to hear it but christina swears that you know there's someone in there walking around and stuff so huh. that that story is kind of freaking me out there you go <laughs> no womp, womp, womp. okay all right well we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna wrap this uh, intro up but we're before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast um and just to let you guys know we're gonna be talking about like last rites and and stuff like that and get thoughts and opinions and share share our views um but before before we get into that let's uh, start with the world weirdly news all right guys let's do it So, according to this week, man allegedly hid from coronavirus and authorities in Chicago airport for three months. A California man was arrested Saturday and accused of hiding in a restricted area of Chicago's O'Hare International Airport for three months. The man told police that COVID-19 had rendered him too scared to travel home to California, so he hid in the airport, surviving on food provided by strangers. United Airlines staff spotted the 36-year-old and requested his identification. They said he removed his mask and presented a badge which belonged to an airport operations manager who reported it missing the week previous. Now, this guy faces felony charges of criminal trespass in a restricted area of an airport as well as misdemeanor theft charges. Um, the judge, the local judge, set bail at $1,000. She also said if he came up with the money, he would be prohibited from returning to the airport. Um, the hearing took place last Sunday, where the judge was concerned that an individual had remained undetectable in the security area for too long. That's crazy, man. So I got to ask you, when they apprehended him, were they six feet distance? I mean, were they wearing a... <laughs> I don't think they were social distancing from that guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you even do that in the airport? I mean, come on. Uh, every mean, day? Crazy. Uh, yeah, huh? apparently he lived there, man. Like he was... I mean, you got to think, dude. I mean... When you travel, I mean, the most you can do is give yourself a hand wash and a face wash. I mean, yeah, bird bath. Yeah, yeah. He, he, three months, dude. Like, and and here's the thing too: if people were giving him food, you know, that was really expensive. And so, I mean, come on, they were probably really hesitant. It's like, well, this sushi costed thirty dollars. That's true. Airport but you are food. looking kind of haggard here, so yeah. Eh, okay, we'll give you a little. You know, something. when when the sushi <laughs> smells better than you do, you know, oh, kind of like. <laughs> Dude, three months without a shower, man. I mean, I, I couldn't hang, dude. There's yes. no way. I couldn't do three days without a shower. Okay, no. I'll I'll add to what you're saying. In the airport. Yes. I don't know if you've ever had a five-hour layover. Mm. I have. It's awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't imagine living there. So uh, kudos to you, man. <laughs> well, it also, I mean, okay. It was, well, it was an international airport. So, okay. You know, touching back to your point, when I used to travel to China, yes. I used to travel for work, right? I used to go to tra- China every three weeks. And we there was, you know, not not so much LAX, but in the China International Airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's international. And out there, 
It's international. Oh my. So, oh my. Yeah, there was a lot of BO going around lot, there. So, lot, okay. A lot of interesting smells. Yes. A lot yes. of sights, a lot of smells, a lot of textures. Has, <laughs> yes. Has anybody ever fallen asleep on your shoulder that you don't know? Um, no. No. I've been I I keep my social distance, man. Or I did. I cuz trust me, man, like Everything when when y'all so afraid, you know. I mean, I made this mistake once. My yes. my first time coming back, I went a million yes. times, but first time coming back, you know, my first time in that airport, and you know, a lot of the signage is not necessarily in English. So, oh no, <laughs> so I didn't know where my my uh, terminal was, right? And I just read, and there was just a basic generic arrow pointing in the general direction of where my terminal was. What I didn't know was they have. Basically, it's like two decks, right? You have like terminals, like a standard airport, and then they have a lower level set of terminals yes, that lead to yes. the tarmac, right? Okay. So you walk on like these are for more smaller local flights. So I mistakenly went downstairs to one of these tarmac flights oh, no. to walk to go to that you know lobby area or whatever, the waiting area. Now, down there, you're allowed to smoke. And when you go down there, dude, I'm not kidding you, man. It's like you literally are walking down oh a mountain gosh. going in the clouds because it's so thick with smoke and it's just oh so overpowering God. man <laughs> and all you see down there are a bunch of random like water dispensers so apparently when you're down there smoking you get thirsty <laughs> i hung there for maybe 20 minutes i was like this can't be right man this can't be right and yeah i, I ended up and obviously i clearly ended up going to the right ended up finding the right place and all but dude i'll never forget that man that was <laughs> intense no i okay so i've had people fall asleep on me i've had people fall asleep on me a couple times um as uncomfortable as that is is not un as uncomfortable as this story um when i took one of the cheaper airlines i won't mention it so we don't get sued but uh <laughs> i took one of the budget airlines one of those where you, you know you, you get stopped at the gate right and then all of a sudden they go hey sorry that backpack you're carrying yeah, that's about a $40 charge. Oh, those yeah. no-frill guys, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Vegas to L.A., coming back home. Everybody's depressed that they're coming back home. It's quiet, whatever. Right? So, on this budget airline, knowing me, I did not upgrade this time, as you know. <laughs> so, I get, I get this chair all the way in the back of the airplane, mm -hmm. right next to the lavatory. Oof, right yeah. so you were talking about body odor i had that already yeah, yeah so they bad. gave me the the middle seat right so i sit down and in the, <laughs> the budget airline the seat was broken wow it could not it wouldn't go up it wouldn't come back so i was permanently like hunched back like i could never like stand the seat up so there's that strike two so i'm sitting there like okay well at least there's nobody sitting next to me right oh excuse me sir Need to sit down. Ooh. Tall dude comes sit next to me, right? Okay, well, at least this side. Another tall guy comes sit next to me. Start chit-chatting. Oh, yeah, I'm a DJ. Oh, oh, really? I'm a DJ. Yeah. Cross conversation. I'm sitting in the middle. They're having this cross conversation. Oh, that's DJs. Two tall DJs. One of the most unbearable 45 minutes i've ever had so Dude. but that's smoking so i mean that's see at least it was a short flight right you know that's <laughs> terrible but yeah the, not necessarily talking about the flight itself because i mean that was just 
getting to the flight. Yeah, I've had some terrible experiences on those. I mean, but that dude, that's like a fourteen-hour flight. Oh. So yeah, man, that's bad. And one of the times, yes, my my uh, seat happened to co- coexist right next to the to the lavatory and those international <laughs> flights, man. Those bathrooms get no chill. Like, dude, there's constant, dude, <laughs> constant action. Constant Especially action. towards the back. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've, I've experienced that, unfortunately. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yes. That's one of those things where you go, okay, you know what? Next time, I'll just I'll yeah. pony up some cash. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save up for four months and upgrade to business class. <laughs> dude, that shit was fucking horrendous. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll get back into the podcast. All right, guys. So, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about the last rights, and in, in in I guess in essence, not just the last rights, but you know the seven sacraments. You know they are, they're all tied together. Um, you know, with the current situation being what it is, you know, uh, my heart goes out to people you know that have lost loved ones and stuff, and it's just made me think about stuff. And you know, being a Catholic myself, I've just often wondered the roots of uh, where some of these, uh, I guess, uh, rituals began you know so um out of out of respect we're paying homage to to people's memories and stuff and talking about this but um but yeah so yeah and then you know also i'd like to say that uh you know we're going to be diving into uh religion so that's kind of a uh off hand hands off uh, a subject at work and yeah. to a lot of different people so uh, listen with a, a very uh, pointed ear. So I, I mean, you know, this is just opinions, and it doesn't necessarily. Uh, if it doesn't follow yours, and you're just hearing a different point of view. But uh, to be honest, to be quite honest with you, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, you, 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 kind of, you grew up in the Catholic Church, correct? Correct. Okay, I was Christian. And it'd be interesting to see. Now, I am clearly not a practicing Christian. <laughs> I would say. I mean, <laughs> so if you knew what I knew. I, I think. I think. You know, we can kind of see some parallels. I know definitely one parallel that that the Catholic Church and the Christian Church has. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what kind of parallels there are. And just to kind of de- dive deeper into this, because how I got into um, this whole thing. Now, I don't know. Are you familiar with the Holy Grail at all? Yes. That. Uh, well, I mean, I did see the uh, that Tom Hanks movie. You know. So. Oh, the <laughs> uh, the Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Da Vinci Code was awesome, and I think that's how a lot of us got into that. Um, I started looking into the Ark of the Covenant and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, there was a certain book that I read and, and uh, a certain Arthur Arthur that I really started getting into. And um, this author, she really dived into a lot of different things about the bloodlines of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, the, the path that she kind of went down was so interesting because there was a lot of different uh, things that were unco- uncovered about um I guess Mary. Uh, well, yeah, and like I was gonna just touch on really quickly, like yes, I know that Dan Brown. It, it was just a written book and stuff. Yes, but I mean, it clearly seemed he did his research. I mean, because a lot of what he wrote. Yes. I mean, I didn't read the book, but I mean, ju- but basing and judging from the movie, there was a lot of thought put into it, and a lot of it. I know it's just you know again, it's for the book, but 
it makes sense yes you know there are aspects that oh that kind of makes sense so i for one i believe that you know yes it's not religion does have its base in you know obviously it's you know there, there's like commanding people and republics and stuff like that but i feel like there's also that innate genuine you know religious aspect like okay because it stems from that so you know i this is gonna sound funny but there is an actual point what i found uh, I, I i heard this this phrase about four or five months back and you're gonna laugh this this was from the show the walking dead uh, the okay. uh, ezekiel oh, okay. comes out and they 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 meet him and um i'm pretty sure you've all watched it um and when they're meeting him, they think that this is all weird, and they're they're worshiping this uh, this king. And he pulls one of the characters to the side and says, "You know what? I know this seems kind of silly, but people want to be led. Ultimately, mm. deep down, people want to be led. And I think ultimately, every I'm not going to say just Catholicism, but I think every single religion stems from." that type of okay you know there's there's a couple fears that we have the fear of death yes. obviously yeah and uh, be honest with you fear of living yeah. and the thing the, the thing is um and i think and let, i'm gonna go back to that because i want to ask you about uh, mary but um you know there's accountability in i want to say there's a lot more accountability in the Catholic Church. That much I know. I, I'm, I'm I, again. I, I'm not really familiar with the Catholic Church, which is why this is going to be a very interesting episode to me. But there is accountability in every religion. I think we can yes. agree on that, right? Hundred yes, percent. So with Christians, you're not supposed to be doing anything before marriage, and uh, um, you know you're supposed to go to church and you're supposed to tithe. Now, there is a big part of the church, yeah. every church. Yeah. I don't care, you know, what religion you fall. That's right. a big part of every church right there. That is there. true. That is very true. Very, very true. Is there a certain, is there a certain percentage? Do you remember or do you know if there's a certain percentage? Because I think with, with Christians, again, I could be wrong. With Christians, it's supposed to be 10% of your earnings. Um, I think, I don't remember what the percentage was, but yeah, clearly it's you you give more than you genuinely can afford like like let's say i have four dollars i'll give you 425 right like you want to okay. they want you to give because the thought behind it is to share with those less fortunate if okay. you're fortunate enough to be able to give this kick in a little extra it'll give you points so okay now we're kind of going off on a tangent but it's okay i have a question for you now yes because i know in a lot of churches now i it, for those of you that uh, obviously you can't see me. I'm African American, and a lot of the a lot of us are Methodists. And um, let me see if this is a parallel here. Okay. Now, in a lot of the churches that I've been to, because I, I have aunts and uncles, and they take me to their churches, um, is it that you know you have to do the tithes and offerings, and then you see the um, pastor pull up in a Cadillac? You, you know what? Now, is that true with the Catholic Church? <laughs> You know what? I, I, I've seen back, you know, in my neighbor, my old neighborhood, we lived across the street from a, well, pretty close to, to a church. And yeah, man, they've, although they're not supposed to really hold any earthly possessions, 
They, they got a cut they, a bit. They, huh? uh, yeah, they were rolling pretty solid, man. Really comfortable, you know. Nice. I think it was a Cadillac, man. If I'm not mistaken, they were cruising around in a nice big old fat caddy. And uh, I remember the nuns taking that bad boy out to go buy groceries one day. So, you know, not gonna lie. I'd love to see that four nuns rolling in a caddy or a Porsche. I'd love to see that. <laughs> So, okay, uh, I want to go back to Mary. Now, this is, I think this is a huge difference between, between Christianity and Catholicism. Um, okay. I, now, in, educate all of us that aren't Catholic. Christians don't worship Mary. I believe there's the Holy Trinity. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Right, exactly. But I believe in Catholicism that you worship Mary as well? Just kind of... Yeah, we have the, little, the Virgin Mary. Yeah, so... one on Mary. Um, I think it stems from... There was that one sighting um, on the, in Mexico. Let me actually... Uh, oh, this is okay. Now this is interesting. I, I he's he's gonna bring up Mexican Latino Catholic. Well, no, 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 Mexican Catholicism because this is actually different because I don't think that this follows um, Roman Catholicism. Correct? They don't. Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. Correct. Roman Catholicism does not believe in um, la la. What is she called? La Virgen. Virgin de, de Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Ver, Ver, Virgin Guadalupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. They, they, um, Roman Catholicism does not follow Virgin Guadalupe. However, uh, now the thing is, the host of this show, he lives in East Los Angeles. And if you're not f- familiar with Virgin Guadalupe, we're going to go over that real quick uh, for you, give you a little bit of history of Mexican Catholicism. This is actually very interesting. But. In East LA, there are murals of this Virgin Guadalupe. Yeah. On liquor stores. Well, maybe I should. Yeah, there, there are. Well, that prevents people from from defacing the walls. Yeah, that's there's, the thought behind it. Is like they won't cross that line. With yeah, exactly. Beer. And there's murals of the the Virgin Guadalupe, and there's there's murals of of the Vir, her everywhere in East LA. It's a very East LA. For those of you that don't know, is a very uh, Latin uh, based part of Los Angeles. And um, yeah, you you do see this mural a lot of places. But uh, I'll let you kind of dive into the history. So yeah, with the so Virgin the Guadalupe. the history with the the, the Virgen the Virgen de Guadalupe, as she said in mexico um it it's i guess based on four sightings she appeared to a mr juan diego yes yes, uh, yes. four times and then once to his uncle juan bernardino um so i guess the first apparition occurred on the morning of saturday december 9th 1531 um yes. so on this hill when she this dude was just walking up just the hill minding his own business doing his own thing yeah and you like know, you i know. guess i guess in 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 those apparitions appearing to him he made the vow to be like you know what i will build a church on this spot i will you know we need to honor you and 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 stuff and and that's why she's become such a huge innate part of the catholic the mexican catholic religion you know um she's she protected him um, actually, let me see real quick. I had to pull something up real quick. Um, so he he was actually looking for her. I I, I thought he was just kind of like yeah he doing was doing some gardening or doing something his like own that. thing. So 
he was Mexican peasant. Okay. Um, he was just, you know, he's an indigenous Mexican peasant. His, like I said, his name is Juan Diego. Um, and he was in a place called the Hill of Tepeyac. Yes. So I guess later on it became yes. part of the Via de Guadalupe. It's a suburb of Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess according to the, the story, the woman speaking to Juan Diego in his native language, because it wasn't really Spanish. Um, it was based on like an Aztec language. She identified herself as the Virgin Mary, you know, which I guess mother of the very true deity. Okay. So she said she was said to have asked him to build a church for her, you know, in honor to honor her, you know, on that site. So based on her words, you know, Mr. Diego, you know, he looked upon her and, you know, he he truly believed. He was already Catholic. He wasn't Christian. He was just a random dude. He, he, I don't, oh, this I don't is even just think a, this is a farmer. He, yeah, he had no. Oh, an okay, indigenous, I got you. Indigenous man just living Very off the land and stuff. So the fact that he had this apparition appear to him and speak to him in his language, mm. because again, like I said, it wasn't Spanish. So uh, she came to him to be like, "Hey, honor me. Build a church here." So he did. You know, he's like, "Okay." Like, although I don't fully think he had a complete understanding of what the ask was because i'm not sure that they had that religion it was you know they were interesting based you know he was aztec basically oh wow so um you know so what he did i guess um he did his research he went to go speak to an archbishop yes um, yes and i guess he's the one that instructed him to tipeac hill um and to ask the woman for a truly acceptable acceptable and miraculous sign to prove our identity. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know, he's like, okay. So you know. basically he didn't, he, he wanted, he, he took it back to his uh, priest. Right. And then he said, Hey, this is what happened. Yes. And the priest is like, Hey, I need some proof y'all. Yeah. It's like, go ahead. Take it. I, I ain't going to sanction this unless you can, you know, we, you know, we need okay. to back it up. Yes. So he went back. Um, and I guess he went back to Tepeyac Hill. And he saw the vision again, and then he tells her, like, hey, mm. up to the archbishop's request, he needed a sign. Like, he needed proof. Interesting. So she said to return the next day, which was Monday, I guess. Um, so when he went back, he asked his uncle to join him, his uncle Juan Bernardino. Yes. And I yes. guess his uncle, who at the time was very ill, um, he went. He, you know, he was like, okay. Um so but he was pretty much on his deathbed his uncle or Diego? yeah no 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 his uncle because i guess his uncle was sick and okay. because he was sick and because it was a vision diego asked his uncle like hey you know please because i guess his condition deteriorated overnight so diego was like hey man you know you're, you're not looking good let me go get a catholic priest so the catholic priest went to listen to san bernardino's confession San Bernardino to Juan Bernardino's <laughs> confession. About right? 10 miles up, and Chris. Help him. Yep, yep, sorry. Um, and so Juan Diego was stressing because he had that appointment to meet with the Virgin. Interesting. So to avoid being delayed, um, and, you know, and I guess he was ashamed of having failed to meet her on Monday, uh, Juan Diego chose another one. The Virgin Mary, she keeps all her appointments. Yeah, pretty, man. Pretty, she, you know, she's always she keeps on time. them all straight. So, you know. And, you know, she she penciled them in. Hey, you, man. You, you don't you mess know, with Got her. that GPS, baby. 1492. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So then I guess uh, he took another route to Tipeac Hill. He wanted to avoid pos- potentially running into her again. 
What? But, but yet, because you know, he was dealing with his uncle who's passing, and I guess I, he I miss, tried to avoid Virgin. He tried to avoid it, right? <laughs> oh my he, gosh! He's like, let me go back because I didn't make I didn't meet my requested time. Oh my! So this is interesting. He tried to go in the back door, and I guess she intercepted him and asked where he was going. Because he want he wasn't on his way to meet with her. He was on his way to go meet with his uncle, who unfortunately was basically on his way out. So mm. uh, when Juan Diego explained to her, "Look, I'm sorry. I had every intention of being here. I yes. had every intention to do this, but unfortunately, my uncle, you know, his, his health deteriorated. He's not doing well. I got to go." So once the Virgin heard this, she. You know, she kind of scolded him a little bit, you know, for like, hey, well, you should have come to me. Like, I'm, you should have come to me. Don't avoid me. Mm. You know, I, I could have helped. So um, I guess those words, the, um, they, they were Spanish words. I guess the exact words were, no estoy yo aquí, que soy tu madre. In other words, am I not here? Am I who am your mother? Yes. So yes. that's what he said, what she said to him. And those words now as a side note those words were inscribed on the en- the main entrance of the basilica of guadalupe that that church that they built for her yes so what ended up happening was um the virgin arranged the flowers in diego's cloak so that when he opened his cloak later that day before the archbishop the flowers the flowers fell to the floor revealing to the fabric the image of the virgin right mm. so that was her proof like, hey, this is what you're going to show them. It's going to be my face. This is going to let them know, like, hey, it's me. Okay. You're the, I'm the real VIP here. So um, so after that, the interesting part was once Juan Diego did that, he went to his archbishop, showed him the flower, yes. showed him the virgin's yes. face. So Juan Diego was a Catholic. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, okay. he was after that, yeah, I guess that all that, you know, basically he because he went to go ask for the advice because again he didn't he was just indigenous he didn't know a lot of the stuff in talking to the archbishop he had this connection with this vision from the virgin and i guess at that point he's like okay this is a real i guess i need to follow this like this okay, makes sense just gotcha. speaking to me and i guess the 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 the, cloak. the cherry on the cake was because he did this and he and he followed her word and and did this the next day you know bernardino the uncle made a miraculous recovery like all of a sudden he's like oh shit oh, I'm, my. I'm doing good oh my i guess the virgin had blessed him like mm. hey you know what since you're keeping your word i'm gonna do something nice for you i'm gonna take care of him so so yeah i mean i guess that's the that's the story on that so let's be clear show. here so with the flowers the flowers fell out of the cloak she so she yeah she stuffed his cloak full of flowers she arranged them in there and she just asked him to close his cloak Okay, and the cloak was blank. Just, I'm, I'm trying to clear it up for, just in case you've never heard this story before. He had a cloak. He was trying to look for proof of the Virgin Mary. He went back up to this hill with a blank cloak, basically. Yes. And he said, hey, you know what? The people, they need proof. Okay. She says, okay, I'm going to... She gave him flowers or, or she just rolled up the cloak? So, no, she like she, she had she plucked these flowers. She placed them in his cloak, rolled it all up and had him hold it nice and tight she she gave him the flowers yeah she gave him the flowers she gave him flowers okay so then he goes back down the hill and then and then he goes to his people and then he displays this cloak and then these flowers fall out correct so yeah she instructed him to when she's in front of the archbishop to open the cloak 
Okay. And allow the flowers to drop. Allow. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so I once the flowers dropped, her face was ingrained in the cloak. Okay. From the flowers. So here's the thing. So this was the proof, and this is how. Um, now we might really piss some people off. But this is how the proliferation of the Catholic Church throughout Mexico. Yes. Is that how it kind of really spread? Yes. Because once this was the the tipping point, because there before that there were missions, missions, yeah, kind of school me a little bit. Yeah, there was a little, there was like missions and stuff like that, and you had like small sectors and, and, and sanctioned like you know houses of worship or whatever. Not not a lot of churches, which is why she was like, hey, build this church here. Oh my god! So once oh once word traveled of this vision, I guess you know when they built this church on Tepeyac Hill, you know word got out so everybody's like oh i want to go to this you know i want to go to this yes. church and you know there was there's i think there's references to like you know miraculous uh miracles that have occurred from people that have visited there and stuff like that okay but um but yeah i mean that kind of started off the whole the legend of the virgin mary you know oh Guadalupe. Gosh. so this yeah this is this is mexican mexican catholicism history right here so the thing is, and I, 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 I want to ask you again, what was printed on the door of uh, Basilica Guadalupe? So it was her Spanish words, which were, No estoy yo aquí, que soy tu madre, which in English translates to, Am I not here? I am, or I who am your mother. Okay. Like, hey, come on, it's me. It's, you know, come on, man, it's this, me. This was the catalyst that, that really uh, had yeah. the, the, the uh, Catholic Church. So here's the thing. Now... If you're listening to this and this is the first time you've heard this story, I got to tell you, this was this is very fascinating to me because the thing is, I'm the type of guy that like I love going to pyramids. I love going to temples. I, I love going to all this stuff. And I'm very intrigued by it, and I, I'm very intrigued in people's, um, I guess, fear of religion and their belief in religion and, and how it affects them. So that being said, um, when I first, there's a temple, there's a pyramid in Mexico City, or Ciudad de Efe, Ciudad de Mexico, de Efe, right? So this, this, this pyramid is Teotihuacan. Sorry hope guys, I'm, you're going to hear a plane in the background. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Okay. It's a so, helicopter. I think. Okay. I'll, I'll repeat that uh, just in case you edit yeah. this later. So, okay. Um, I, I like to go to pyramids. I like to go to temples. I, I like to do all this kind of tourism because I'd like to see the history of cultures. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, there's a temple in the Efe, Ciudad de Mexico, or Mexico City, right. called Teotihuacan. Mm-hmm. It's a pyramid there. So I bought this tourism pass where you take a bus to go to Teotihuacan. I had never been there before. I'd never been in Mexico City before. This is 10, 15 years ago. I never did any of this stuff before, so I wanted to be safe as I could, right. and I did the whole tour bus thing. Um, which, by the way, I, I can honestly say, if you've never done it before, I, I would recommend. It's a little touristy, but I recommend it because you do get a free lunch out of it. Well, a, a lunch out of it, and you're pretty much taken care of. However, on the the way to this uh, Teotihuacan temple, the, the bus. Ironically, they took us to all these sites that weren't Teotihuacan uh, on the way up there. So anyway, capitalize on that tourism. Again, if you've never heard this story before, one of the stops on the way to Teotihuacan, the pyramid, 
was this place called um, Basilico de Guadalupe or Plaza yep. Basilico or something like that. Yep, that's exactly it. Basilico I can't remember quite what what the name was. Basilico Plaza, right? Yep, it's exactly okay. it. It's uh, so, Basilico de Guadalupe. Okay, Basilico de Guadalupe. Okay, so again, I don't know anything about any of this. I've seen the the Guadalupe version Guadalupe all over next uh, um Mexico, all over East LA. I've never known what it was, but they take us there. It's a bus full of people, and we go through this. There's a big gold or golden bronze statue of a, one of the popes. I don't know which one. I believe it's John Paul. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. If I'm if it's wrong, please don't email me. But there's a big pope. His email address is. <laughs> there's a the big statue of a pope there, and there's a bunch of nuns walking around. I'm not Catholic. I don't know anything. So anyway, church is huge. I mean, this church is just. I mean, like Jimmy Swaggart huge. Like 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 Crystal Cathedral huge. Wow. I mean, huge. Okay. This place is huge, right? Okay. And so. It's all in Spanish. He told that same story that you just told, but he told it all in Spanish. So I only got bits and pieces of it. The roses were very important part of that story. Yeah, I think it was the roses that fell out of the, the cloak. Right? That's the only thing I remember. And then the Diego, he kind of explained it. I got bits and pieces because I'm not a native speaker. I took five years of Spanish and I had a minor in Spanish. And all I can do, all I can say is, como esta? But anyway. Que pasa, amigo? We go. We go inside the Plaza Basilico Church, right? And he's explaining, hey, we're about to see the cloak. And everybody else is just, everybody else is like, (gasps) because most of the tourists with me were obviously Spanish speaking. Everybody else is just, (gasps) (gasps) they're all losing their their, their mind, right? And I'm like, okay, it's a jacket. Again, to an American citizen who knows nothing about Catholicism. Okay, we're going to go see this cloak. So um, we've all been on escalators. This church has escalators that don't go up. Okay. They go sideways. Because okay. I guess so many tourists go there that you have to be able to facilitate all these tourists. Got right? It. Yeah. So kind of like those walking trams in the airports and stuff. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, except it's the rubber. Okay. So, okay. He's kind of explained again, I really didn't get the gist. He told that story. I didn't understand all of it until, you know, uh, recently. But um, so he's we're about to see the cloak, guys. We're about to see the cloak. And we get on the escalator and in this, I want to say glass frame, there's this cloak of, you know, that picture, that mural. Okay. Right. And I'm like looking at it like, again, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm just like, huh? What is this? Right. Everybody else in the escalators just kissing and doing the uh, sign of the, the cross and and just they're worshiping this thing. And they're they're very they're falling, you know, like like um, I don't even know how to explain. It. They're very worshipful towards it. And it means a lot to them. It meant. Yeah. OK, I, I guess that's the best way to describe it. it was very sentimental to them. OK, this thing meant a lot. Wow. OK. So we're going down the escalators and they're all worshiping and I'm just looking at it like, oh, okay, well, there's a cloak, right? And then uh, we get off the escalator and he's like, look, you know, this part I did understand. He said that we took it to, we, we, we scraped off scrapings of the paint from the cloak. Mm-hmm. And scientists 
have analyzed it and they're saying that it's an unknown material okay but like did you physically like since i didn't i know you didn't see any oh correlation but did you see anything different about this cloak i mean like or was it just a cloak like one color did you see any what looked like to be a face or well okay or so here's the thing about that and 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 I, I didn't describe this that well we're all riding on this airport tram right on the ground this cloak is really high in the air so if you don't know anything about it you really don't i mean oh, like okay. really don't like get it you know so it's like all right so to be honest with you i didn't i i, I just i wish i could go back now because i'd have much more reverence for yeah. it and i'd have a more scientific eye towards it and you know what you're looking for yeah uh, i i think I, I really wish i could go back now and just really kind of witness this again and, and try to see what this was all about because these people they were so like worshipful to it and they really wanted to you know uh, uh, uh you know be respectful towards it so i you know at that time i i just didn't realize what i was looking at but uh, yeah it's there it's in mexico city so dude that's amazing like i i wouldn't mind when uh travel restrictions ease up going to check that out man i'll go with you let's go oh, check absolutely. it out you know yeah and um you know um also there's the uh what they call the uh the the, the temple of the moon and the temple of the sun yeah because you've gone like to a lot of those temples like uh uh chichen it's chichen itza chichen itza yeah and uh i think you also ate the guinea pig <laughs> going over there <laughs> now that's um that's machu pizza machu pizza but so Sorry. okay so beyond that big long rant mexican catholics or is this all catholics worship the virgin mary correct no i think it's more the mexican because for all it's you know the blood the father the son the holy spirit right so it's got like, that yeah so i think it's my understanding i'm not the most religious person unfortunately it should be but i'm not i i actually i went to <laughs> i went to sunday school several times and never made it through I never got my uh, what's it called consecration uh communi- uh, uh Co- confirmation confirmation and uh, uh no um catechism 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 so um so yeah i don't think i can get married by the church <laughs> just letting you know christina if you're listening Great. but um oh she, hey babe what's up hey thanks for interrupting Hi. um but yeah so i think because yeah the virgin the virgin is really deep in, re- in relevance to the Mexican. Do you, okay, so uh, uh, stop skirting around the issue. Do you, do you, does Catholic worship Mary? We worship God. If I'm a Catholic, I worship God, I worship Jesus, and I worship Mary, correct? Correct, yes. But okay. the, but the preference is you base your whole religion on the Son, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Virgin, but Virgin Mary is an aspect of it, but it's not the primary focus. Okay. So when you go to bed at night, I know you're not a practicing, a huge practicing Catholic, but when you go to bed at night, you're supposed to pray to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So where does this come into play? Then explain, explain the necklace, explain how that. So I guess what the rosary. My prayers, Uh my prayers at night. If I'm a Catholic, Lord, I, I lay me down to sleep, pray my soul to keep, you know, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Mary pray my soul does keep too. kind of explain that a little bit what the prayers are supposed to be explain the rosary explain to the best okay so 
when it comes to the okay to use example of the the night prayers and stuff like that you know you're basically thankful for living another day okay um and you're asking to be granted the the blessing of another day um and to take care of those that you love and those around you that that you know that you that are meaningful around you now from my understanding the the meaning of the rosary is it's you know again part of this whole catechism it's it's just like with a lot of religion it's very you know it's protocol and okay. it's and it's kind of like ritualistic so with the with the rosary beads it's if you notice there's it's broken out in sections you have small beads large beads and and you know it's kind of like in sections off and that's based on the i guess the the, the whole process or the whole structure of you say this prayer and, and each bead is connected to a specific prayer. Interesting. Um, every day or these are different days. You're supposed to do it like every day. Oh my. Or you're supposed to do it like seven when, prayers every day. Yeah. Well, it's more than seven. If you go through, Man, the you whole gotta have a lot of time to be a Catholic y'all. Yeah. yeah you're sp- like, you're supposed to sit there and you know, you go through each bead and, and represent and go ahead and say out the, the prayers that are, connected to that specific bead because different i guess the beads also they they, they they cross right as far as like the meanings the prayers that go behind them so connected to your sin or just daily things it, it's it's the, both, the large yeah. beads is a i effed up pretty bad and then the smaller beads are i effed up it's but, more you know, yeah. like the smaller or, beads are like the you know like the smaller prayers the more like uh, okay, these are just more like your recogni- recognition or recognition. Rec- you're recognizing, sorry, <laughs> too much beer already. You're recognizing, <laughs> you know, like your day to day faults. But it's not like a, it's not a, it's not like the, the, oh shit, I really fucked up. It's the, it's a culmination of, it's a pattern. Small prayer, oh small my. prayer, small prayer, larger prayer. Oh my. Small prayer. It's like it's, it's just repetition and it's kind of like just kind of like you, it, it's it's a process. Um, okay. It's a pattern. It's a pattern of rep- repetition and you do it to atone. Basically be like, look, I know I effed up. I, I know I'm not, you know, doing right or I, I need to do right. So to make it up to you, yes, I'm going to perform this ceremony for you to oh show you my. My, that, you know, to validate my faith, to validate my, you know, to prove to you like, hey, I am your child. I, I believe in you. Um, this is what I need to do to to prove that. I okay that okay. Oh my gosh, we haven't even gotten to last rites. Um, so uh, we are in. For those of you that don't speak Spanish, we are currently on the day of Cuaresma. Say it right. Cuaresma. Cuaresma. Yeah. Cuaresma. Okay. This is a huge part of Catholicism right that here. Is, he yeah. he touched on he touched on such a big part of Catholicism because the thing is okay. Uh, now I I guess we're going to the history of this too, but it seems to me like hey, you know what? Hey, I drank a beer last night, so I'm going to pray it away or I'm going to confess it away or I'm going to sacrifice something away. Is this correct? Because this is the thing I, you know, um, at my office, LA, if you're, you don't already know, LA has a large Latin community. So during Easter, learning Lent, during Easter's Easter, you, (laughs) you know, your office becomes a ghost town. Basically, you know, there's a lot of, you know, and then, you hear this from a lot of your friends too. 
Oh, hey, by the way, Joe, John, I can't drink this week, or I can't drink this month, yeah. or I can't uh, bowl, or I can't this. What is this all about? Because the thing is, you're sad. This now is this abs. abs absolving everything because i didn't drink for a week so the rest of the year it's okay so how this works is i don't get that it's not gonna absolve everything it's just you proving your faith and improving your faith it's like look you know me i love me some chocolate cake you know i could eat chocolate cake morning noon night whatever but to prove my faith in you yes to to, to show you i am your child and and that I will atone for my sins that I've, I've effed up and I messed up here. So you know what? To prove it to you and to try to fix it and and gain your love or, or, or to, to oh basically my, get cookies. You are kidding me. I will give up something that I love that means oh a lot my. to me. Right. Or not so much that I love, but something that is very meaningful to me that I enjoy very much. So you have people that will give up, you know, sugar or they'll give up coffee or they'll give up drinking mm. or whatever it is that they feel is a vice or like a like you know because again it's all about the repetition it's all about the 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 structure right and in doing so you're not supposed to eat meat on fridays right you you can eat meat monday through thursday and then again or actually sunday through thursday except fish correct you can eat fish fish yeah. is basically the only protein you so can ladies and gentlemen there's a huge explanation of mcdonald's filet of fish right there yeah, that's why they're like 49 even cents. in my neighborhood church's chicken and y'all know i mean well maybe you don't church's chicken that's primarily for african-americans that's fine that's you know fried chicken even they during this time oh well we got fish yeah. We got fish. Suddenly, March-ish, April-ish rolls around, and all of a yep. sudden, you see Del Taco with the fish tacos. Yep. And you see Carl Jr., they have a fish sandwich that you never even heard of before, deep sea, and then you got yep. filet of fish. Like, I didn't even know if you knew this all or not. All of a sudden. But at McDonald's, you can get a double or triple filet of fish. <laughs> and when when do they make that known? During Quaresma. <laughs> because they're pushing, like, hey, get nice and full. <laughs> y'all Catholic. Y'all yeah. Catholic, right? Y'all can sacrifice, but y'all can still eat something good. You, know? yep, you can hey, still put some know? money in my pocket over here. So, okay. So you're sacrificing some of your vices because I have an interesting story to tell you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not quite G-rated. I don't know if I could tell uh, you. You're more than welcome, my people. But um, so this is this. So you say it doesn't absolve, but you're just proving that I'm a faithful person. Yes. Now, yes. what if it doesn't happen? That's my question to you, because do you still now? I know you're not, but do, do you still? I gave up whatever for two weeks and what I asked for didn't come to me. Do you remain faithful then at that point? Because I do have a story about Well, this. I think that just comes across in general with our prayers. Like we generally, we pray for several reasons. The majority of them being either, A, I'm afraid. Please help me. I'm going, th I'm going through something. Please help oh, me. Oh, God. Right? Yes. I have a heart attack. Yes. Oh, God. Please I just got me. cancer. Yes. Oh, God. Other than that, you I know. don't know when you say, oh, God. Exactly. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Again. Yes, exactly. So when we need like, hey, I'm sick. Please take care of me. Guide yes. me through this. Please. Or, oh my gosh, you know, we're losing the car. I need to make money. Please help me. Or, you post know. Post-dated check. Yep, exactly. God, help me write so this post-dated check. It's really just a lot of that. Um, but then, 
shit i lost my train of thought but so like uh, so uh, you're really asking for 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 you know that's that's really mainly when you're praying but then so you're not really absolving anything you're just basically saying look i know i haven't been around i haven't been keeping up with my prayers i haven't been going to church whatever but you know what let me prove to you i still believe okay i'm still All right. here so the thing is we can sin we can sin we shouldn't sin right we shouldn't sin but we do sin yes right? every day and then yeah. um is this just once a year or is this every week every sunday uh, during the confession we'll get into confession later yeah. but um is this during easter that this all gets proved or absolved because the thing is um i know <laughs> i know uh, i don't know if i really want to tell that story but the thing is it just seems to me like oh okay well i can do this i can do this because mm -hmm. Easter's coming or I have the seven beads or I have I have whatever I can do it you know so because yeah we can you know and you know that's is, the sad is that, part is, yeah. is that kind of I don't know like that I think I mean low-key low-key high-key I think that's kind of like you know what I'm gonna I've been I've been effing around I've been messing up all I have to do is you know mess around with this rosary give up beer gotcha. for, for a couple weeks and it gives me a fresh start. I can start all over again. Um, let me hit that reset button. And and I think it's that's why it's like that never-ending cycle. It's continuous every year. And you see the people giving up the same yes. shit. Like, yes. hey, man, I'm not drinking. We met up with one of our friends a couple, I want to say a, a, a month or so ago. And then, yeah, you know, it was the whole beer thing. I'm not going to, I'm giving up alcohol. And um, I have a personal friend. Um, he gave up... Um, uh, how can I say this in the most PG way? He gave up viewing um, adult-oriented okay. material okay. and the activities that go along with it. So okay. you, you guys kind of know where I'm going. Fill in the blanks, you know. In order to, listen to this, have this woman come to him. Oh, that's the point I was going to make. See, generally, what I was going to say is we pray for what when we need help, we need this. Yes. But we're not generally praying for, hey... Like it's it's like I said, hey, please help me. I'm sick. Help me be at well. Hey, I'm losing my house. Please help me make money. Hey, it's not generally. Hey, like like smaller things like day to day. It's not like hey, you know what? I like that girl across the street. She's kind of cute. Please help. Isn't her think that I'm selfish cute. though? It is. It's very selfish. But I think that's why like when we we when we don't pray for that like because again, nine times out of ten. It ain't gonna it work. It ain't gonna work. I'm almost ten times out of ten. But I mean, you have these miraculous things that have happened or whatever, right? There have been documented cases of like, oh shit, okay, this person needed the money, they found money. Okay, cool. Coincidental, probably, but you know, whatever. Um, I think though, when it comes down to the small stuff, you might say a prayer, but you're not putting it all in the prayer you know see and 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 that's the thing like um this this friend that i'm talking about you know he's he gave up all this stuff and then it just didn't work mm -hmm. and then it kind of went back with a vengeance i'm not going to get into details but it went back with a vengeance because he's like well heck this isn't working you know this and this and that you know so then it's like all right well then you lost faith so what are you? Are you faithful? Or are you not? I mean, I don't. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I don't. I I, I, can't, I don't pray that often. I I'll, I'll be completely honest with you and this podcast. The only time I prayed in the last five or six years was when my niece fell and hit her head. 
That's the only mm-hmm. time I ever prayed. And, and, and now, now this actually sparks an interesting conversation because the thing is, it's based on need. Yeah, 100%. So the thing is... Well, also, I think it's also... Yes, 98% of the population that do practice this religion, you know, 98% of the people that do follow it, it's based on need. You have a very small mm. percentage of people that base it entirely on faith. And those are those religious zealots oh or whatever my. that like, hey, and generally Ooh. they're the ones that work for the like, you know, nuns, priests. And you have those yes. small sect of people that know this is my way of life. I will live like this and and they have that deeper you know connection and, and whatever but it's a very small portion of people that live like that but yes 100% agreed it's all based on greed and need and help me it's, it's so, all about me help me fix me it is so ingrained too it's very ingrained and 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 and, and I, I'm this is not disrespect I really hope that this isn't meant dis, as disrespect to anybody in their religion or their beliefs but it's right. so ingrained in that community because you know i i am no joke sometimes if you tip somebody if you tip somebody they'll get they'll do the sign of the cross mm-hmm. you know and it's just kind of like oh thank you god for that money you know and it's just kind of like all right but yeah i i think a lot of that's based on you know i i see it as selfish when 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 oh okay well if i if i give up something you gotta give me something isn't it prayer would when i give somebody anything I don't expect anything back because that's yeah. selflessness. That's the way it should be. Really. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody, but if I do, I'm sorry. But I see that as selfishness. If it's like, all right, well, you know, I want this house and I want this car and I want all this, you know, so I'm going to give up this beer for about a week. And then it's like, all right, well, yeah. you know, y'all better produce now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like, okay, since we're touching on personal and, and, and all that, I'll be the first to admit, you know, like you said, I'm not really practicing and, and all that. But I will admit, you know, last the end of last year, you know, I had mentioned I, I did catch COVID. And, oh, my. And then in, in catching it, 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 you know, I was very fearful because, you know, I'm overweight, mm. I, you know, pre-existing conditions. So when all you hear day in day out is you know the death and suffering yes. and all the all the yes. negative right it puts you in this consistent f- sense of fear and like oh my gosh and anxiety so when i found out when i got the positive results of mm. testing positive first thing i did is yes god please watch oh my, over me oh watch over my watch over christina take mm. care of us guide us through this i promise i'll change i'll be a better person I'll, you know and i did that you know and 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 that part of it was mm. part of it was genuine like please yes. like fear like take care of me i don't know what else to do at this point but also part of it was just you know what it might help make me feel better mm. let me focus on something like that, a coping mechanism coping exactly mm. like because this way it's like you know if i continue to pray if i continue to do right in the eyes of the lord you know quote unquote uh, i'm not trying to be offensive this i don't know what people's beliefs are so i don't want to say the wrong thing but like if i'm doing the correct thing he will guide me through this or you know she he she will guide us through this through the other end and we will emerge and clearly we did you know we're okay yes you knock on wood thank you know thank thank god thank god uh, god Gracias but, a Dios. and i will say you know i have my my grandmother who passed who i was very yes. close with and christina yes. had her grandfather who's god passed rest her, god rest her soul god rest them both so i also prayed to them like hey if mm. you have any pull in the matter because i know you guys are up there 
you're chilling up there you know you're looking down on us on those clouds so if Yo, you have I got, any, yeah if you got any clout i got this situation right yeah, now Yo. you know if you can do anything <laughs> for us talk to the big guy and you know kind of help us through this and you know part of it again like your point was to cope because i mean when you take yourself away from that situation in the religion when you think about like what the hell is this guy or what like if i'm thinking about it like a scientific rational perspective what is the what like what am i saying like i'm i'm asking you know spirits to mm. to walk us through and and yes. you know when you think of it from a scientist scientific perspective or like uh, from from that kind of mindset it, it must seem insane what we what we ask for and, and what we do but when you're in the moment and if you if you have practiced religion or religion means anything to you it makes sense it's comforting it's however i'm gonna say this see that particular instance where you busted out the old prayer guide mm -hmm. after 10 years or whatever i think that was actually selfless because it wasn't well i guess i guess because yeah. you were you, the thing is you prayed for your you prayed for your wife first and then you prayed for yourself that's selfless to me but i guess it could be seen as selfish yeah. because you prayed for yourself to recover yeah like, you i'm know. asking for us like i'm still asking for something but the thing is you did put the mask on first then place the mask on the other person so the thing is yeah you're, you're right i mean you know i i i i i think going back to the rosary i think that 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 is a little less more selfless because if you're praying for like basically world peace if you're praying for um i don't know the condition of the church or be able to help other people that's selfless mm -hmm. so exactly. I, but i'm sorry i i think that giving up the beer for a week and then you know getting the girl yeah. you know or getting the you know whatever eh. And I, I feel like it diminishes it by so much. Like, But I think that was, you know, I mean, like I say, you were genuinely concerned. And so you had every right. You know, I, I think that that was a, a genuine, deep, you know, meaningful prayer, you know. So, um, yeah, um, to your point. But um, I mean, yeah, dude, like I agreed 100 percent. I agree with you. And again, we're not trying to offend anybody, but it's very selfish because all we do is ask ask and yes. ask and ask and ask right yes and I mean, what's the one thing that we all ask for you know we all ask to be taken care of money 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 and health and for the most part that's it money and health really mm, you know interesting. i mean you have different variations of those two but for the most part if you boil it down to its core it's money or health it's like that family you go see at Christmas and Easter. It's like, okay, well, yeah. there's two times that you call on them. I guess when you, you really call on, you know, the spirit is like, all right, well, I got sick. Oh, oh, yep. you know, yep. then, you know, well, you know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like a true good practicing Catholic or Christian person or whatever, to your point, would be praying to pray, to show praise, to mm, respect. Hey, you know what? Wow. You, you you went through some shit for us, you know, because you love us and and you know whatever the you know whatever the meaning is be, be, you know behind your individual rela religions or what have you because they're not all the same, but you would be showing prayer or or uh, I guess if prayer isn't part of what your religion is, I mean you would be doing whatever it is to, that you do normally just to show appreciation instead of oh shit in those oh shit moments come to jesus yep, time exactly. to come to jesus yeah no um so okay let's go back to this because i want to ask you about catechism because okay. i think i have a parallel but um so the lord's prayer is that done every day every day 
every Sunday. Now, now Catholics do Sunday, right? They don't. They're not Seventh Day Adventists. Or, it's Sundays, you know, yeah. Whatever. It's the, the holy day. It's our seventh seventh day Sabbath. And it's not called a church. It's called mass. 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 Okay. Yes, mass. And then there's morning mass. Is it like Christians where you got uh, father's Bible study, children's Bible study, uh, women's group? Uh, uh, pastors group, church, after church, post church, Fijian church, Mexican church. You know, is yeah. it like an all day thing? Well, I remember growing up when I would go with you to your church because you know you invited me a couple times, and I would go to these Christian churches. And you're right, you'd have the main sermon, I guess, right, and then the kids between the ages of like you have the the preschool kids will go into this segment to do their activities and then you have the and i remember doing that with you man but for us it's different like yes what's mass mass is the besides the, what's growing on growing on my ankle right now or, or in my in my butt but um <laughs> <laughs> but i think um like okay with with mass it's basically you know that's the church that's the sermon itself and we go in you know, you put your hands, you get, you, you, you anoint yourself with the holy water, Anointing. you say a prayer, you go in, you, you listen to the sermon, you listen to the mass, you acknowledge, you pray. Everybody Again. gets anointed every mass on Sunday? Yes, everybody oh comes my. in. You, but you get the cross on your forehead? No, you have to have had first communion. You have to have qualifying factors to be up there to get the, the communion wafer. Every Sunday. And the one day, yes. Communions so, every Sunday? Every Sunday. Oh my gosh! So yeah, with wine or with grape juice? Well, yo, I you know what? I've never qualified, man. So I don't know. I don't know. I've I try. I remember I tried once, and, and I think it was a sin because I went what? up one time. I I did it because when I was younger, I did it because I saw everybody else going up. So I went up and I got the wafer, but you're not supposed to. You're because Wait, you can't get communion. Not if you haven't done your whole like your. Oh, you're baptized. Yeah, you were baptized a baby, right? Yeah, but I was under the impression that it's you have to go through catechism. Huh? Okay, yeah. so we're, we're going to go back to catechism okay. right now, but I'm going to parallel that. So, okay, in the Methodist church, I, I gosh, I'm going to offend everybody right now, but the Methodists aren't as hardcore as the Baptists, okay? Mm -hmm. Methodists at church, we do communion once a month. That's usually the first Sunday of the month. It's grape juice or wine. If you got a cool pastor, you got some wine or maybe, you know, some uh, a Thunderbird up in this. Okay. But. Little Four Locos. Got some Four Locos at church, you know. Okay. You know, hey, you know. <laughs> so, um, in Methodism, it's not as hardcore, right? Everybody can go. Everybody, you know, everybody over 60 or 70 or whatever that just got off the cruise and just says wants to go see their friends again. We can all get communion. Now. Christianity, Baptist, Baptist Christianity. Oh man! Okay. Just what you said right there. They will tell you, yo, if you have not been saved, which I'm guessing means baptism. So oh, the yeah. thing is, the, the the thing is with um, being saved in Christianity is that you have to altar calls or whatever. You have to, you have to do an altar call and then you pretty much uh, 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 you get baptized then you go to the altar and then um, they dunk you in the water 
And then you are a true believer in mm -hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you do this in front of the church and you are now baptized and you can have communion. They tell you, they tell you straight up, yo, if you haven't been baptized in this place, mm -hmm. y'all can't come up. So here's the thing, I mean, and, and here's the thing now, if, oh man, we're going on a weird tangent right now. We're going way off the rails. If Christ died for our sins. Yes. If the communion was supposed to be for everybody and, and he said, you know, to take my blood, I forget what he says, but take my, my blood is for thee or whatever. Yeah, my blood is my blood and my body is my body. Okay, this is my blood, this is the spirit, the bread, take this bread, this wine, this blood. Okay, and communion, isn't it supposed to be for everybody? Well, just like, yes, I, I think too, to your point, like religion is supposed to be based on, yes, it's for everybody, you know, to, to spread love and, and, and all that. And yeah, obviously there's certain things that, you know, it, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yes. It's for everybody. Unless you don't, unless you want this, if you want this, y'all ain't drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. If you ain't do, if you didn't do this, you can't do this. You know, like the same thing. Like I, I can't get married in the church, you know, until I get until like you know do communion or catechism or whatever like i can't i've been baptized but even then you can't do catechism unless you've been baptized so like it's kind of like the prerequisite like you know you can't take oh. english 102 unless you take english 101 <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's just to your point yes it should just be available but i i get it it's trying to be structured and they're trying to have like like again it's it always goes back to the pattern to the structure to the protocol if you're baptized you shouldn't commit sin you shouldn't have to confess you shouldn't have to do the daily prayers right if you're baptized right right so what's i mean uh, i don't want to say what's the point but i mean what what you're baptized you shouldn't sin anymore but these people that are the abused yes. that have been baptized, they do the same sins. They go confess. They can't take communion. You know, because again, like I said, it's you. Once you do this, it's a it's a let me hit the reset button. Okay, boom! I I, I confess my sins. I did my seven Hail Marys and my three Our Fathers or whatever. Oh yeah. Boom. Okay, I'm starting over. Okay. Fresh slate. Let me ask you real quick, and then we're gonna go. I've said this fifty times. Okay, so you were baptized when you were a baby. I was baptized when I was a baby. So why does that not count? Do you know? I don't. Again, I mean, I think I could, if you want to like share something, I can look something up real quick. But in the interim, I just know like, again, it's, it goes back to, to the basics of structure, process, like one okay, begat the other begat I, okay, the other. I know this part, I'm sorry. I know this part about Catholicism. That's huge. Uh, boat and then not a boda, that ba ba baptismo, baptismo. Oh, baptismo, yeah. Baptism. Baptismo, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. A whole familia from Texas and from Arizona and from New Mexico, Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, Maria. All oh, yep. for oh, y'all getting oh, oh, somebody's getting baptized. Oh, we coming out. Yeah. Bring out the video. And then, yeah. That's huge, yep. right? You put am, the am pig I, underground. You get the, 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 the plug-in, uh, the, the, the suckling pig going, or not suckling okay. pig, but yeah, the lechon. You get the Le lechon. Lechon. Lechon oh, going. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You do, that's when you, that's when you see the people buying whole cows and, or, or like whole pigs and wrapping them up underground and cooking them and shit. <laughs> Clearly not during Easter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not during Easter. Okay. So this is this is huge. I I I think about baptismos, bodas are huge, and then the quinceañeras are huge, you know. But I mean, 
if it's, I guess. But see, I think like certain like the, for example, like the, the, the quinceañeras, it's not solely religious based. It's like the becoming of a woman, so it's more cultural. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's not really part of. Nah. Like you, you know, like you don't have to go get baptized to have your. Okay. So. Quinceañera. That's more of a cultural thing. Explain to me what a catechism is. Let's finally get to that, number one, and then explain why you could not be married if you have not been catechized, I guess. Catechism is, it's basically Sunday school, right? You go... As an adult? As a kid. You're supposed to start as a child, right? So it's when your parents, generally how it works, and I've attempted several times and never followed through. So what happens is your parents, in my case, it was my so grandmother. So it never cat your eye. It never did. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wasn't able to catch a break. Um, <laughs> so how it worked for me is my grandmother wanted me to go through catechism. So she, so you, pro, you approach the church. You go. About how old were you? Just give you a rough. Uh, first time seven, I think six? I think that was about yeah about six seven eight okay. around there somewhere in there. So she approached the church and said, "Hey, I want my grandson. You know, okay." So I guess they make a donation to the church, right? And then you make you, you basically sign in, and then when you sign in, every Sunday at whatever time, say 9 a.m., you have to report to the church. And they generally, or at least they did in my church. I don't know if it's this way, but they have like little bungalows or a little section where it's like a classroom, and they give you like a book or like a like outside of the church or in the church. It depends. I think so in my case, it was outside of the church because. The church that we went to or that was across the street had a school attached. Yes, yes, I remember so, that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it would be in the school. They Y'all would have some cash. Yeah. So we they would uh we would base oh yeah, don't before we even get into that was expensive. Catholic school girls are crazy. I knew a few in my day. Anyway. So in our the case school's expensive? Oh yeah. Catechism yeah, you have to pay it's, for it's it? It's a private school. It's not a public school. It's private, and you pay. Uh, you pay. You pay tuition. You pay for materials. You pay for the outfits. What? It's 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 up there, man. It's up there, and then you still have to make donations to the church. So, oh yeah, y'all take a post dated check, priest. Yeah, man. I'm they, sorry. They I'm sorry. Play. So so you pay for the so school. you pay for this this training, right? The school, and they, they give you like printed materials and workbooks. Oh my gosh, you're kinda, kidding and, me. And it's like a weekly lesson, and they they go through some of the. You know some of the scriptures and, and some of the stories of the bible and whatever and they it's to teach you the ways of the religion so when you go to church you know because i mean anybody that's been to either catholic or christian church there's like a, a process like a protocol like you go in and you stand for this you sit for that oh yeah you, you gotta kneel, kneel you kneel for certain man, things when you go to catholic church y'all if you've never been you got you bad you gotta kneel they got a bar in the, bo- the bottom of the pews yep. in the back of the pews sometimes they're not even padded and, either <laughs> they're not and i've been to several weddings several well not several masses but i've been to a few masses i can never understand because it's always in spanish but yeah there's a certain part Neil, yeah, stand, Neil, and, and that's the stand. thing. I've always had to look and follow direction by people around me, right? Because I don't know the I don't know the process. Yes, there's yes. certain times you you respond. There's certain things that you say, like the priest will say, like he'll say something, and you're supposed to respond back with a certain saying, and that's the stuff you're supposed to learn during catechism. Um, but since I never did it, I never learned it, and it's basically preparing you you know to to accept the lord and 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 you know he's your savior and and to prepare you for this and that's why it's important in the church's eyes 
that if you don't if you don't go through catechism it's, and pay for it and pay for it and you know are there hey, scholarships for catechism no i'm not i'm not kidding there is not there is not it is it is literally it's like tutoring you got to oh think about my. it like tutoring right interesting like hey i want to learn how to build a website okay i'm going to show you how i'm going to show you how to be saved by yes the lord yes. okay and this is what you say this is the school this is what you do this is what you eat this is what you sleep this is what you drink and they they show you the seven rosary thingies on, yes you, that le- class. you learn okay. all that stuff gotcha. right you learn the process you learn the rosary you learn everything about the religious that the religion that you know they want you to know because they want you to practice i.e in church service or mass you know uh peace be with you and also with you like you know it's all these things that you know your responses and all that shit. so kind of um take me back a little bit so you're about seven to ten at the time i'm gonna go to catechism school after school right after no, it was generally school, on correct? sundays it was, okay so it's after church it was, it was either during church or during church while the parents were in in mass the kids they would pull the kids in and again based on age and grade level they would be different classes so during ch- okay yeah because i think the teachings are a little they, they base it on like if you're younger they simplify it if you're older obviously you know you they get down to the nitty-gritty and just like those old wives tales or whatever yes they all had wooden rulers you're kidding oh my they gosh all this did. had to be in the 80s or 90s yes. y'all because i don't think this or is it yep yes it was still happening now i <laughs> i bet you ain't now uh, probably Shoot. not now not with yeah. the way that things are going so just like in blues brothers the lady come around and just yep. kind of pay attention yep pay attention or what's Woo! the answer oh you, you're fooling around slap smack slap you know or and and yeah dude because you know these nuns they were they were primed to get you into religious shape interesting okay i get it that that makes sense that actually makes sense so it's like okay um and then you go through uh, again at the end of it you you have to take tests and you repeat stuff and you show them you prove to them the, the nuns and the priests and whatever like hey i know my stuff once you get to that point then you receive your your first uh, holy communion or whatever and that means you're prime that means you're good and after that you can take you can then take communion every sunday every sunday yes every sunday after yes. that mm-hmm. after you have uh, you've been um catech- catech- catechism uh communion or okay. uh uh confirmed confirmed sure we'll go with that catechized works catechized all right well after you've been catechized you can then take communion every sunday yes so yeah um sunday school for christians when i was a kid um i will tell you right now we had something called either the weekly reader or our daily guide or whatever but uh sunday school and in christian uh school was uh we sat around and chit-chatted about transformers and um (laughs) gi joe and uh we played in the yard uh while our parents were in church and then um when you get a little bit older and this in hindsight now it's like they never really explained this now like i said i went to a very loose church i mean you know compared to Baptist again. I, I my, my somebody in my family is a hardcore Baptist. Mm-hmm. What they do, everything like you said, has ceremony behind it. So you, if you are not a worthy Christian, you cannot do this. But when you're about, I want to say eleven or twelve ish, they go, oh hey, by the way, 
would you like to light the candles? Right? And mm -hmm. then you're an acolyte. Oh, okay. They yeah. never explain that. I mean, you know, so for those of you that don't know what an acolyte is, is you basically walk down the um, aisle with the pastor during the beginning of the church, and then you go light the candles on the altar. Mm. You sit down, and you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what he's saying. You have no idea what he's talking about. You're daydreaming the whole time, and then at the end of the service, you put out all the candles. They never explained any of that. So, I mean, I look, I'm not bashing anything. I'm not saying we're, we're educating in this, you know, mm -hmm. in this um, conversation, but... It, it might actually be good because at least you know at a young age what all this stuff is for because you know like uh you know i don't know the the window panes and all this there's a yeah. lot of artwork in catholic churches and maybe you learn all about that and there's a lot of ceremony man i mean they make ceremony out of everything from you know again the sermon itself and the process of accepting the information and stand here sit there kneel there get back up stand and then kneel again and then sit down and okay you're gonna stand up again soon you know, and then, oh, now you can go accept the bot, take the communion wafer and, you know, what, and then even up to like confessions. And I mean, there's, I mean, to your point, to the kids that go and light the candles and then they yeah, have the candles. Altar to, boy, altar, right? altar it's called boy, the altar boy. Altar boy, there, right? right? And then you have the candles that you can light for your loved ones or for your requests or whatever. Yes. There's like all these things, the everything. candles at the, the side of the yep. church thingy. That you, that you they're make a donation. On, they're, they're lit 24 hours a day, right? Something yeah, so like you, that. Well, you go in. Well, for us, if let's say, hey, I want a prayer for you know my, my mother or whatever. I go in there. I make a donation. I get the candle and I light it. And it stays lit for as long as it it burns through once it burns through that that's basically it mm. but um because you know in the the thought behind it is that candle by the time that candle's done your prayers will be answered mm. to allow, now there's space for the next request for the next so person. is that because the thing is now i have to really give a shout out to the latin community here because in the 80s and the 90s when somebody got killed which happens a lot in my neighborhood or used to happen a lot in my neighborhood and it still happens now when somebody got killed you never saw anything mm -hmm. now when you had this prol proliferation of the latin community in my neighborhood which is predominantly black well, was predominantly black now when a black person gets killed or like let's just say um they get shot mm -hmm. they get in a car accident what what have you or bike accident or what have you the next morning a bunch of candles wow okay in my neighborhood mm -hmm. now I, I i have to give a lot of love and respect to the latin community for that because that's just beautiful but what is the semblance behind is that is that what you were talking about earlier? yeah it's like, more like, like to show respect to the light to light the way oh, to okay. the heavens and you know again it's it's very ceremony based it's very um it's it's meaningful you know uh and again i would understand better had i actually followed through on catechism but i understand the the basics of it so it's also to show respect and mm. to not to honor the dead right basically like hey we still think about you as long as this light is lit you're being thought of and so it's just kind of those things and and it's funny because yeah i mean here where i live the same thing happens but it's mm. pr primarily from the family of the affected, you know, the affected oh family. But it's amazing to hear that people do it for strangers or for yes, no, no, that, in my community, no, no, they that like I say, you never saw that in the eighties, you never saw that in the nineties.
But I mean, um, I'm pretty sure that some people, well, okay. You might not be aware. There's a rapper that was named Nipsey Hussle. Yes. He um, he passed away either last year or the year before last. And I guess he owned um, he owned a uh, shop. Yes, a clothing store. A clothing store. In Crenshaw. On, there's a very famous street called Slauson and Crenshaw in L.A. And in front of that store, I am not kidding. The whole parking lot was filled with candles yes, yes. after he died. He's very beloved. Yes, guy, yes, yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. I think, it too, it was shown out of respect because he did a lot for the community. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, yes, I guess he was a gangbanger, too, or whatever. But he, you know, changed and wanted to do positive things. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I don't fully know, so don't quote me for the gangbanger thing. But I know that, you know, he wanted to pay back in the community. He was doing well with music. He did music. He did art and stuff so he was doing providing so much incentive and positivity for the mm -hmm. community when when he was taken out they you know yes it's to yeah. show that respect and to honor his, his memory and stuff like that yeah. yeah and that happens a lot man like like with selena when selena passed mm. i mean you know she's in texas here i mean dude any any latin family you know were also lighting candles and and putting their little vigils for them and stuff you know yes it, it's a very latin yeah. thing for sure yeah yeah Fotos de recuerdos. Exactly. Bidi bidi boom boom. But <laughs> you know what? I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We've been yapping for this for a minute, but um, we didn't really touch on the last rights, but that's okay. We'll save it for the next time. No, we're, we're going to dive deeper into this. There's a lot more to talk about with uh, Catholicism, and we're just going to kind of compare a little bit on what we know, but uh, we're going to do a deeper dive into this and what you touched on earlier with the um, the... the the reason behind Catholicism, we're really going to go into that. Okay. Um, because the thing is, kingdoms, empires, all the rest of that stuff. So I'd be interested to hear your take on that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, man, we don't want to bore you guys too much. So thank you for tuning in. And again, share with us your thoughts. And again, we're, we're, you know, we're not here to offend anybody or upset anybody. We're just talking off the cuff, just kind of sharing our thoughts and stuff. And uh Hopefully, you know, just keep an open mind when you listen. And um, I know that, again, like Tim said, we're, Tim Berger said, we're, religion is a very hot, hot button to push. So we're not, we're not necessarily. We'd love to hear sense. from you. I mean, yeah. if you got opinions, even if you're upset, that's fine. We'd love to hear from you. I mean, you know, I'd like to hear your opinion. I'd like to hear your thoughts. And if you disagree or if we got some facts wrong, that's fine. I, I'm fine with it. But again, thanks for thanks for having me on. I really no, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for being that. here, and thanks for the modelos. You know, <laughs> that, that definitely that definitely helped. <laughs> Gracias a Dios para la cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. This is uh, Chris G and Tim Berger from the Line Begins the Blur podcast. And uh, again, tune in the next two weeks for the next episode. The line does begin to blur, baby. After three or four of these, it sure does. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take care, guys. You've been listening to the Line Begins to Blur podcast with your host, Chris G. Join us every other week for new episodes. <laughs>